Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, April 9th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The health director in St. Louis says the 12 COVID-19 patients who have died in the city were African-Americans. Dr. Fred Eccles writes in the St. Louis American that the pandemic points to health disparities in the region. He also says the city needs more testing sites to slow the spread of the virus. Eccles adds the city's stay-at-home order will likely be extended beyond April 22nd. A North St. Louis County hotel is being converted into a health care facility. Governor Mike Parson says the location will be used if the region's hospitals become overwhelmed with patients. The Quality Inn in Florissant will be able to handle 130 patients. The union that represents thousands of grocery and other retail workers in the St. Louis area is asking Governor Mike Parson to mandate that customers cover their faces while going grocery shopping. Schnucks is now asking customers to wear masks. Deerberg's is reminding customers to use an abundance of caution while in public, including covering their faces with CDC-recommended masks. The Department of Public Health in St. Charles County is implementing stricter guidelines for residential care facilities. They include discontinuing personal care services, such as physical therapy. The new regulations follow dozens of residents at Frontier Health and Rehabilitation in St. Charles testing positive for COVID-19. Two Metro East cities have furloughed more than 150 employees because of the virus. 126 workers in Fairview Heights have been indefinitely furloughed. 30 city employees in Edwardsville are on furlough until the end of the month. Here are the numbers. There are more than 3,300 COVID-19 cases in Missouri. Out of roughly 40,000 tests, state health officials report nearly 60 deaths. In Illinois, officials are reporting around 15,000 positive results out of more than 75,000 tests. There have been more than 460 deaths in the state. In just a few minutes, some students throughout the region tell us how they are adapting to school without being in a classroom. As we mentioned, St. Louis's health director says the 12 city residents who have died of COVID-19 were black. Dr. Fred Eccles makes that statement in an op-ed for the St. Louis American. He says that shows disparities in the area where black residents have a lack of access to health care and a high risk of diabetes and heart conditions. Eccles is also saying it is likely the city's stay-at-home order will be extended beyond April 22nd. However, things may change, and so we continue to monitor the situation daily, um, and we will uh, be implementing a data-driven um, and academic process to determine whether or not to extend the stay-at-home order for the city of St. Louis. Eccles made those comments during a Facebook Live presentation. A spokesman for St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says an extension of the stay-at-home order in the county is also a possibility. The state of Missouri is converting a fluorescent hotel into a makeshift healthcare facility. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, the hotel could house 130 patients 
if the St. Louis region experiences a surge in COVID-19 cases. The Missouri National Guard has been identifying overflow sites for hospitals to use in case existing facilities run out of space. The Quality Inn in Florissant is the first that state officials have announced, but they say more could be opened in coming weeks. New locations will be opened in regions that could become coronavirus hotspots. LeVon Compton is Adjutant General of the Missouri National Guard. He says reserve troops are helping to retrofit the North St. Louis County Hotel and will work at the new location. These facilities are a contingency to offset any hospital bed shortfalls should they occur. Compton says the location will be able to accept patients in approximately one week. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri legislature has approved a supplemental budget that will supply the state with billions of dollars to help fight the coronavirus. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll says most of the money comes from the federal government. The plan gives Governor Mike Parson roughly $6.2 billion to spend on personal protective equipment, field hospitals, the National Guard, and much more. State Senator Dan Hegeman, a Republican from Cosby, says they used a belt-and-suspenders approach when crafting the legislation, meaning they were vague in how the money will be appropriated, so they will not need to come back to pass another bill if any unforeseen circumstances arise. The effort here is to to try to get it out to to address the, the concerns and needs that are immediately present and urgent uh, around the state. Most of the federal money has not come in yet, and there is still some speculation as to how it can be spent. Lawmakers hope to receive more guidance and the funds by the end of the month. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services has received a federal grant of more than $700,000 to help schools test drinking water for lead contamination. The grant from the Environmental Protection Agency is part of a national effort to reduce children's exposure to lead. Exposure can damage children's brains, change their behavior, and cause developmental delays. In 2016, St. Louis Public Schools found high levels of lead in dozens of fountains and sinks. The district replaced pipes and fixtures to reduce contamination. With schools closed for the pandemic, children are adapting to academics without being in a classroom. St. Louis Public Radio asked students from around the region to tell us how they are doing with learning at home and what they miss about school. Hi, my name's Lucas Lowry, and I kind of have a love-hate relationship with distance learning. My name is Annabelle, and I am in second grade, and... Um, the school that I go to is Mason. Do you think Mommy's as good of a teacher as your teacher at school? Um, a little bit. Hi, my name is Haley Henderson. I'm currently a senior at Conrad College Preparatory High School. Honestly, it's really kind of like I don't even have a senior year anymore. I mean, because I really don't, we're really not sure if I'm going to have prom, not sure if I'm going to have graduation. So it's kind of like everything is up in the air. My favorite part about school is that it is very social. That's my that's the best part, is the social aspect. And that's kind of getting yanked away from us. Like, obviously, you can FaceTime or text your friends, but it's not the same. And there's just something about being at school, doing work with people, learning at school that is so much better than getting assignments sent to you online. I would like to go back to school. Why? I'd like to go back to school so I can see my friends, but not through a video. Um, so that I can actually talk to them in real life. Hello, my name is Anthony Shabouti. 
I go to Ladue Horton Watkins High School. And honestly, I don't say this a lot. I, I do miss school. I miss my friends. I miss seeing my teachers. I miss going to every class. Being online kind of sucks. And even though I'm getting the work done, it just it doesn't feel like I'm learning in the end. I'm Nora Pryor from Timberland High School. And distance learning for me has been a very weird experience. I don't personally really know what I'm supposed to be doing. I have work for my teachers, but I, my teachers have not connected with me personally, really. They just emailed us and told us what we need to do. It's like I'm in the house all day, every day, and that's kind of like a problem for me because I'm not used to being here 24-7. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ajane Adams. I go to Melville High School. I'm working on online classes. The hardest part is not being able to get as much help in schoolwork. I think the learning is different, but the teachers are doing the best they can. So yeah, so my senior year, it's, it's been cool up until this point, but like I am gonna miss the, you know, the memories I could have made. Um, The best part about it is that I can go use the bathroom when I want. I can eat snacks when I want. My name is Musab Safi, and I go to ADS LSLM Day School. But I kind of like it. I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it is. It, but it's kind of nice to just like sit and work and do your work, and I can listen to music and just have fun with it. I'm not too sad about it. Is there anything else you want to share? Um, no. Thank you. That story was produced by St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney and edited by our Maria Altman. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.